0: Go to Bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. <laughs> Oh, hey chickens! Uh, I know I was going to do Amy's choice today, um, <laughs> and I thought, oh, before I watch it, I'll just dig out the emails that Paul has been sending me because he's been sending me these amazing emails with some really intricate ins and outs of what goes on uh, in the Moffat era, um, and found that I have missed an email from him that came in on the weekend. Uh, that bizarrely. Talks about not only Neil Patrick Harris, but Amy's choice. Um, he says, uh, I'm not familiar with the classic Who villains he could be playing. So instead, I'll theorise something out of left field. Russell T. Davis, I believe, has stated that this character is the Doctor's greatest enemy. Good one, Paul. Like it. Frederick Nietzsche wrote in Thus Spoke Zarathustra, but the worst enemy you can meet will always be yourself. You lie in wait for yourself in caverns and forests. Lonely one, you are going the way to yourself. And your way goes past yourself and past your seven devils. You will be a heretic to yourself and witch and soothsayer and fool and doubter and unholy one and villain. You must be ready to burn yourself in your own flame. How could you become new if you had not first become? ashes. woo! Uh, I can't believe we're doing Nietzsche in (laughs) in this podcast now. Um, uh, And he says, from this, my theory would be a return of the dream lord from Amy's Choice. Even though Toby Jones played this role, the way his character was written and how he seemed to dictate the environments the Doctor and Pons faced in and out of, uh, a change of appearance to Neil Patrick Harris wouldn't be too much of a stretch. The Dream Lord's abilities may be why 10 Donna and Wilfer in this story. Yes. So, it's like Dream Lords slash uh, <laughs> um, Valiard. Like, it's, it's basically the dark shadow of the Doctor. The, you know, Nietzsche's weird kind of dark version of you that you fight when you're at the end of everything. Yeah, I think that is... I like weirdly that we came across the same thing uh, before I'd even read this email, um, but yeah, I love that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think, Paul. I think this is yeah a dark flip side of the doc- the Doctor. I mean, I think that's kind of what they were going for with the valyard anyway. I don't know that that was. Um, Robert Holmes's original version, like I, I feel like I've read about what happens in that episode, but it's just it's it it's an episode that's been lost to time, um, because Eric saywood had a fight, withdrew his script, uh, his version of Robert Holmes's script, because Robert Holmes passed away before it was finished, um, and then. Yeah, so Pippin Jane Baker just kind of ran with whatever was going on. Um, but, yeah, I kind of like the idea that it's uh, the, the, the Dark Shadow. Because, uh, you know, as much as, like, the Valyard was meant to be, like, was it, was it in between the his last regeneration and nothing or it's it's all the dark parts of the Doctor that kind of were distilled into one? It's a weird concept. It's, you know... Anyway, so the Valyard and the Dreamlord are all kind of sort of the same thing, really. Uh, Just distilled into some weird character. So, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, uh, Also, uh, I'm going to look into, go into this other stuff that... uh, Paul has brought up, he said, uh, he's got, he's got some stuff on the 60th anniversary. He goes, I would have preferred not to have announcements on this special. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, mate? Um, however, I'm not sure anything could have been contained, even with non disclosure agreements. Yeah. It's basically, it's the filming in the street. Um, you can't stop people with fi- camera phones from taking photos of what's going on in the street so the the announcements were are always about oh this person's been seen in the street so we better announce it which is why the the Mondasian cybermen were announced um it's still i don't know why they announced john sim coming back because he was not in the street uh, <laughs> like but whenever they do outdoor filming it's someone's bound to take a photo of it so they just you know release it um but Paul says, if the end result is more people enjoying Doctor Who, who am I to question? Uh, ten, Donna and Wilf all had equally concluded stories. So, uh, I hope their returns aren't like Tony Lockett's comeback from retirement. Oh, man, that is <laughs> a Plugger. Um Tony Lockett is a... Uh, <laughs> A football player, an Australian rules football player who um played for St Kilda and for Sydney when they uh, first started having you know a big AFL team up in Sydney. Uh, and yeah, someone, someone, <laughs> someone runs released a pig onto the field with Lockett, Lockett's number written on it. <laughs> I think they wrote plugger on the pig and they spelled it with only one "g." It was embarrassing. Um. But yeah, oh my God, where did you Paul, you dug out Tony Lockett from my memory. How amazing. Um I used to be part of my stand-up set. Like I used to oh, I used to do this stand-up set about, you know, how I was not very good at playing football when I was a kid. Like my dad took me to football and I was I discovered that getting from one end of the field to the other does not involve skipping. Uh, <laughs> and then I would do my impression of a very camp football commentator saying, oh, <laughs> why did they call him Plugger? Oh. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> very terrible behaviour. Uh, Paul says, for me, what I'm really excited with is Rachel Talalay directing the special. Her episodes during 12's run from a direction Suspect perspective are sublime. I think she's amazing. I Like, like I know I've said it before. Go to her her blog and see the way she wrote about um, Stephen Moffat's scripts, like, because she, you know, had to find a narrative in some scenes where there wasn't one and... Yeah, I think she's incredible. Um, uh, I always thought her style gave scenes a chance to breathe. The focus is always primarily on the actors. She'll have the absolute best of everything available behind the scenes. So this will be visually stunning. I agree. I think she's going to be amazing. Um, Stephen Moffat gave us a fun anniversary that reflected on two favourites of the show while integrating it into the larger story of who is the Doctor. I can only assume Russell T. Davis has had much longer than Stephen Moffat had in devising had to go about this special and how we integrate as much of Who history. I'm sure we'll see classic Doctors integrated in some manner. Babylon 5 has seven actors who've sadly passed on since the show's conclusion. Doctor Who has only four of its previous Doctor Whos passed away. This is quite amazing for a 60th anniversary of any kind, so giving anyone from the classic era some airtime would be welcome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's plausible if they're bringing the Doctor and Donna back and they're not really the Doctor and Donna or whatever is going on with this... Mysterious enemy. Um, as Russell T Davis has thrown up a whole bunch of different iterations of what it could be. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, I, who knows how he's going to go about it? But I, when you said he's got longer than <laughs> Stephen Moffat had, I mean, Stephen Moffat had a long time, he just didn't have anyone. <laughs> contracted to the episode like he didn't even have matt smith under contract because the shows kept running late and you know the contracts were not run of show contracts but more this is a three year contract um so yeah he almost didn't have matt smith available for that episode so yeah i remember him saying the only person who he knew definitely he was writing for was clara um which is a problem when you're writing, not knowing who you're writing for. Like, it's a difficult situation. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the I don't know if anyone has re- anyone read the novelization of The Day of the Doctor. Because it's kind of like I just started trying to read it and I got a bit confused and I stopped. Um, a, it was a bit whimsical. And you know how I feel about whimsy. Um, <laughs> I don't mind it all. Like I don't hate it all the time, but it just—I've got to be in the right mood. Um, and all the chapters are out of order. Like it's—you know—it starts at chapter thirty-seven or whatever, and then goes on to chapter two, and it's just all backwards and forwards and inside out, as you can imagine with anything written by Stephen Moffat. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's—it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, a crazy mess. Uh, but yeah, I think—I mean. Look, Russell T. Davis, th- um, my only fear is that when he does a special there, like, th- I haven't really loved all of his specials. Like, I love his just a, you know, regular episode in the middle of 13. I also love how much what he does to other people's writing to fix it up. Um, I think he's a great showrunner in that respect in, like, knowing how to harness uh, what someone else has written and turn it into a great episode of Doctor Who. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, looking at his track record with specials, I'm I'm a little bit worried, to be honest. Like, the only one I really loved was The Waters of Mars. Like, that's, I think, amazing. Um, and I like chunks of The Next Doctor. But other than that, I don't know. I'm 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 concerned. Uh, anyway, I've got more of this letter from Paul to read about the 60th anniversary, so we'll get onto that before we get onto Amy's choice, which will be later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby.